have anything on them, and there can be anything on them. I don't want to insult President Trump when I say this, and I may come, come as rude, but before he announced that he will run for presidency, he was of no interest for us. Uh, Putin, boy, Fox had a heck of a day yesterday. Chris Wallace of Fox interviewed Putin right after they walked out of the room. Sean Hannity interviewed Donald Trump right after they walked out of the room. So good day for Fox yesterday. And, uh, they both (laughs) have the same story, coincidentally, on the whole thing. Um, in that, uh, there's, there's, we don't know it was Russia. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. According to, uh, Trump. They both meaning Putin and Trump? Yeah. Okay. They have similar stories on on the whole thing, which is pretty interesting. But you meant Chris Wallace and Hannity? No, uh, uh, the no subjects of their interviews. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm sticking with I think it's uh, awful that Trump acted that way. I just don't know why. That's the open question. I don't know why he did it that way. I know. You know why? It's the tape. It's the PP tape. PP tape. <laughs> oh boy, Sean, I I appreciate your consistency. Anyway, I admire it. Uh, I don't know if he's compromised. I think uh, my personal thing, I think that's not the most likely. Um, <clears throat> I think your idea that he, he thinks he can somehow manipulate Putin is it. I think the, I, I, don't, I don't agree with his strategy. I think it was an awful thing to do. Well, I don't think Trump is a patriot in the traditional sense. I think it's more about Trump than it is uh, the United States in a lot of ways. And. I think some of the uh, boundaries that he violated yesterday, the criticizing intelligence law enforcement on foreign soil, the equating uh, a a truly evil, merciless dictator with our own people while standing next to him on foreign soil. um, Because of the bad relations being how stupidly we've acted in the past. Right. That's ridiculous. That's one of the um, uh, examples of a Fox host. So Trump had that tweet earlier in the day that it's our ridiculous, stupid, whatever he called them, actions of the past that have caused this problem. And Brian Kilimede on Fox and Friends, sitting on that little couch right. next to the blonde and the tall blonded guy, um, uh, said that's unacceptable. Right. That you can't yeah. say that. Well, and I agree. You, can, you That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um, and we will get to your reactions, and a lot of you have counter-arguments to this, and I found them intriguing, but um, it's a hell of a coincidence. Today is the anniversary of the Russian little green men shooting down that airliner full of human beings. It was one of the great terrorist acts of the last decade. They slaughtered those people for reasons unclear. Um, and one of the reasons we have bad relations with Russia is because they slaughter people without reason. Um, and, and to say it purely oh, our foolishness, I'm sorry. It is a a guy who fancies himself a great deal maker uh, buttering up his would-be customer. I think it's unwise. But Trump, again, this gets back to my original point. Trump doesn't see that stuff as a, a betrayal of our country on the world stage. He sees that as getting toward a deal. It's an ends justify means thing. Having said that, we have a zillion emails on this topic. I'm just going to pick you know, thoughts here and there. This is uh, try. Um, what Trump did during the Russian summit was the only thing he could have done. Oh, just a, a quick note. I usually arrange these things in an order I think you will find compelling. It's a little show business. She tried to arrange them this time in a way that people won't like. Exactly. No. Make you want to tune out. <laughs> no, I just, they're, they're in the order received. 
Okay. They're just okay. at random, more or less. Chronologically. More or less, yeah. Uh, what Trump did during the Russian summit was the only thing he could have done. Continue to play the fool and continue with the butthurt narrative to avoid possible nuclear war with another superpower. Sure, it would have been nice if Trump had ripped Putin a new one, but what would he have accomplished besides making some people feel good? Haven't you guys always mocked politicians that grandstand while having nothing accomplished? Um, I was, and, I want- and he believes a lot happened behind the scenes, and Trump hinted a lot of threats that are being underappreciated. Well, and, and you got to get back to the we did give anti-tank weapons to Ukraine, which pissed off Putin. We did put missiles in Poland, which Trump uh, Putin really hated. And those are pretty strong moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how that fits into this whole thing. There's something in between what happened, though. I mean, I don't want to bog this down by commenting on every email, but how about you just... You're what, a bogger. How about just when the guy stands up and says the intelligence agencies say blank, Putin says blank, and you, you just say, as President Trump, I stand by my intelligence agencies. That's not ripping him a new one, but no. it's also not rolling over and showing your belly. And and there's a fair amount of this in people's arguments. They pick one extreme or another and act as if those are the only choices available, which is a common rhetorical tactic, but I'm not buying it. And a good one. Spe- I use it all the time. <laughs> Speaking of rhetoric, <laughs> Speaking of rhetoric uh, uh, those of you who come with the angry, superior, condescending tone. Joe appreciates it. He loves it. It's, He's a big uh, fan. Uh, it's my comfort zone. I thank you. <laughs> No, it's it's not good for your look. It really isn't. And and those of you who think that somehow makes your argument more powerful, I don't think you have very good emotional intelligence. Wow. Well, seriously. Call him a pedophile. That's what uh, Elon Musk does. <laughs> if you and, disagree with somebody. And frankly, I think you may be pedophiles. No, no. You know what I'm saying. Somebody comes with that punch you in the face oh, yeah, style I know, of rhetoric. I know. There's zero chance no, I'm going to convince anybody of anything. I'm going to disagree with you, even if I would have agreed with you. Right, right. Anyway, uh, moving along, here's uh, Ian. Uh, once again, I feel like I'm the only person who can see this. Mueller, the Dems, and the left got their revenge by indicting the 12 Russians right before Trump's summit with Putin. This was a ploy to destroy any chance of a positive outcome to throw a wrench into the works. Now comes all the trumped-up outrage over Russia's attempt to throw a society into chaos. Do you actually believe that we won't do the same thing? Oh, I want to uh, remind me, Sean, to do the uh, we-do-the-same-thing argument, because a lot of people made it, and that's it's not a good argument. It's a bad argument, and I'll explain why. I but, do want to hear that. So this, um, this will be great to find out. It might be 25 years before we find out, before they release the documents. Why did... The indictment come down on Friday. Was it an attempt to undermine Trump? Was it an attempt? It was something. It was not strengthen his hand. It wasn't a coincidence. Was it was it an attempt by a lot of people believe to push him a certain direction, make him be tough with Putin? Was the Justice Department actually worried he was going to be weak and they thought they would push him by bringing this out the same day? I have no idea. It's it was a fun something thing to speculate it about. It wasn't but, a nothing. There, right. I don't believe for a second. Rosenstein said, no, this is just when we happen to get done with the report. Nah. Mm. Not buying that, dude. Here's uh, Brian in Tacoma. The Trump press conference reminded me of the scene from the movie The Jerk at the gas station. We keep seeing these sh- That's a very old movie starring a very oh, old comedian. 40 years old. Uh, you haven't Steve watched Martin. it. Everybody go watch it. Yeah, it's okay. worth seeing. Watch it today. Although you'll what find is it. This? The older I, days? I know, sweetheart. Uh, and you'll find it slow paced because everything is compared to the modern freaking hair on fire era. Anyway. Rent it at your blockbuster. We see. <laughs> we keep seeing these shots taken at our democracy by Putin and his spies, and Trump is looking around saying, someone really hates my campaign. <laughs> he just doesn't get it at all, and it's dangerous. I really don't think Trump is a traitor, but I do think he's completely out, as, out, out of his depth with Russia. Someone hates these oil cans. 
Here's, More cans. <laughs> here's Matt. How could anyone? Oh, that reminds me. I heard something really funny the other day. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in his new controversial Showtime show is getting lots of controversial publicity. Oh, my. How'd that happen? What a coincidence. But anyway, I heard a comedian say, you know, one of those guys who's still quoting Borat all the time and thinks it's funny. <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen is one of those guys. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty Which funny. Is a pretty funny shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving along. Here's St. Ma- Louis? No, Navin Johnson. Another See, funny n- line from the church. Nah, <laughs> that mildly funny 40 years ago. <laughs> moving along. Here's Matt. How could anyone argue this isn't the most embarrassing diplomatic display of the American executive branch this century? I'm genuinely, genuinely embarrassed right now. Uh, the topic of this one from Linda is traitor. So are you guys still in the bag for Trump? I'll uh, I'll give our our audience a moment to laugh at that notion, uh, Linda. The idea that we slash I are quote unquote in the bag for Trump kind of makes you look like a fool. Sorry. Uh, moving along. If our representatives and every other citizen hasn't figured out that this president is a traitor, we are in deep trouble. Even if he himself doesn't realize he's a traitor because he's so effing stupid, he still is one and should be removed from office. All right. Uh, once again, in order, Nancy uh, writes Russians. Of course we get upset about Putin's election interference since the vast majority of American voters don't think for themselves. It'd be great to get the author back on who described the enormity of Russian interference since 1917. That's Well, yeah, there, it's been uh, a constant of their foreign policy to try to weaken their enemies and mess with them and, and weaken their democracies, et cetera, et cetera. Boy, getting into your voter voter roles, though, that's a whole new level. That is, that is well said, yeah. But it absolutely the, is. Sometimes a difference in degree is a difference in kind. Something that was pointed out yesterday that I think is kind of getting glossed over a little too much was the, what was it, 500,000 people? Their just information was stolen? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. a big deal. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Russian Trump, this is from Richard. Your moral outrage is laughable. So Trump doesn't call out Putin in front of the world and you and your guests are upset. But President Obama spent millions of taxpayer money to directly affect the Israeli election in an attempt to unseat Benjamin Netanyahu. Directly try to affect Britain's election, votes to leave the UR. Uh, when Obama was caught on a hot microphone telling Russians he will have far more flexibility after elections, your dishonesty is sad. Oh, Richard, you've shamed us into taking your point of view. I always, I always like that strategy, too. The whole you're in the bag, and that's consecutive emails saying we're we're so stupidly, viciously anti-Trump, and quote, in the bag for Trump. I also like your Again, strategy. I want to put both of you in a room and let you fight to the death. I also like your strategy of using this voice, whatever it is. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best thing. That was another person doing the uh, moral equivalence argument, just reminding you that you have a counter to that at some point. I yes, do. I yes. absolutely do. In fact, here's one more before the break, and then I will I will blow it up. This argument. Uh, Darren writes, I try to keep in mind the U.S. has been influencing elections worldwide and had no problems killing men and women and children in our process to save them from all their evil dictators. Somehow Americans like to forget that fact and are sure to jump on a soapbox claiming higher moral ground. Heck, we probably wrote the book on influencing elections and lies. Actually, we've written several books on that topic. Uh, I will respond to that oft-made argument. Oft-made by fools! Uh, I want to run through uh, how a bunch of people reacted yesterday in the media and politics. Newt Gingrich said it was the worst day of Trump's presidency, and he needs to clean this up immediately. Uh, Newt Gingrich backs Trump on practically everything. 
Not yesterday. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. He said, what a shame. He felt it was very hard for me to make a deal because of, you know, all of this nonsense. So that's Trump on Hannity last night. Hannity conveniently never asked the question of, do you believe the intel services are Russia? Oh, please. Um, but Hannity. So according to President Trump, when they were alone, and God knows what they talked about for two hours by Putin themselves. Putin knows, and then debriefed all of his advisors in detail. I saw somebody but, t- tweet out, I know, I, there's no reason for me to know this is true, but they had a blue check mark, so I'm assuming it is. There's no protection for interpreters in terms of, like, client privilege sort of things yeah. of subpoenas they, they, and they, stuff. They must sign some sort of a release or something. Well, the, would, would that hold up anyway? In what sense? In Putin's Russia? Right. Or, anyway, you were trying to make well, a uh, point. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, according to President Trump right there, Putin walked in and said, it's such a shame that you can't, you know, you can't do deals. We can't get things done the way they're hounding you with this witch hunt. Right. Did because people keep saying Putin played Trump. I didn't see it that way. I just see Trump played Trump. I think Trump Trump's own personality drove that bus well, more if, than Putin a manipulating. But that's clearly Putin trying to manipulate it. Well, right. Yeah. If Trump bought that for a second, I'm terrified because if he thinks for a moment Putin is his buddy, that's a very, very bad thing. I'd say. And uh, Obama and Bush both made the same mistake. Yeah. So uh, very, just very, very quickly, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I want to get to more emails, but uh, a number of you made the point that, listen, why are we acting so outraged? We've done this to other countries. I will grant you that a lot of politicians act outraged. It's it's an effort to get you to care and to get media coverage and that sort of thing. It's not about outrage. It's not about moralism. It's about strategy and tactics it's about effectiveness listen we invaded iraq well partly because the u.n had passed 20 resolutions or whatever it was saying that the u.n would if saddam didn't come to heal but anyway we invaded iraq because we thought it would make the world better that doesn't mean we would let canada invade the united states because canada thinks it'll make the world better the, you don't see, uh, my favorite baseball team is the San Francisco Giants. You don't see their manager run out of the dugout screeching, he threw a curveball, he threw a curveball, because there's moral outrage in throwing curveball. You oppose your, your opposition because you're trying to win. We're trying to stop Russia from screwing with us, screwing with our elections, fixing our elections, stealing our data, etc., etc., not because of some moral imperative, but because we're protecting ourselves. So yes, we've done aggressive, nasty stuff in the past as a country. It's what you do. That's not an argument to not defend ourselves against it. That's silly. I also think there's such thing as good guys and bad guys. And a, a lot of you don't, or a lot of the world doesn't. And I think, Everybody's equal. No, there's there's a good side and a bad side, and we're on the I good side. I agree completely. And, and we do nasty stuff, and have in the past. Some of it unjustifiable. Oh, we're not always Some right. Some of it justifiable. We're not always right. 
But our attempt is to stop oppression around the world. Make more. We want more democracies. Right. Which is a threat to autocrats. A democracy next door is a direct, fundamental, existential threat to autocrats. Putin wants to weaken democracy to strengthen himself. And I'm not going to give you a poli-sci 305 here, but maybe someday we can talk at length about it. All right. Back to the emails. How about this argument? And then we can get back to the emails, because Tucker Carlson was making this last night on Fox. He's always making this argument. Um, why is it only Russia that we say uh, you can't say nice things or do deals with them because they're bad guys? We do all kinds of deals with Saudi Arabia. We've been friends with them forever. They do all kinds of awful stuff. We, we Trump meets with the leader of China. They're every bit as bad as Russia in terms of trying to manipulate the world and and and, and, and screw us. I think they're, it's a fair point. They're every bit our adversary, and he walks around holding hands with the, the leader of China, and nobody complains. Everybody thinks it's great. Uh, let's see. Here's uh, Nancy. A lot of the, the gals weighing in. Uh, and, and you women's are more than welcome here at the Armstrong and Getty Show. We have uh, one of the biggest, one of the most balanced audiences in the talk radio industry for some reason. Uh, we can only hope there was a significant conversation behind closed doors that led Trump to soft soap the public interview. To be called out in a joint public appearance may have been a loss of face for Putin that would not be beneficial to us. The game has to be played even while making a move that appears bad. Do you think he did? Do you well, think Trump well put, Nancy, you, you could be right. Do you think Trump was a hard ass behind closed doors? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but I could certainly be wrong. Um or he may have made points much more strongly than he did in public. That's that's entirely possible. Uh why Trump folded? Uh Robert writes, there's a very plausible answer. It's a cultural thing. In some cultures like Korea, losing face is a big deal. It's showing you're weak. Two cars face off on a single-laden road. Whoever relents and pulls over for the other is seen as weak. They've lost face. In America, it would be seen as polite to pull over. Same thing uh, doing business in Asia. And don't forget, Russia is, to a large extent, an Asian country. Uh, most Americans are completely clueless about that. Uh, he talks about Kim Jong-un. Um, before leaving for Europe, Trump said yes when asked if he was going to discuss the elections with Putin. I'm sure he did it in private. He couldn't chastise him in public. Um, in front of the world to a lowly reporter if he was going to keep any sort of deal. Um, I think Putin is much more cold and calculating than that, but it's an interesting point. Gentlemen, how soon we forget President Trump was elected to secure our borders and drain the swamp, writes uh, BJ from San Francisco. Uh, What exactly do you want President Trump to say? We don't know what he said in private. The media seems eager to get us into a military confrontation with Russia. No, BJ, they're just anxious to criticize Trump at every turn, sometimes legitimately, sometimes not. Uh, Trump was against Bush going to Iraq. Uh, He doesn't want war with Russia. Democrats got us into the war with Vietnam. Please, not again. I didn't know what Trump could say yesterday either. That's why I thought they should call it off. He certainly could have sided with the intelligence agencies, though, when asked directly. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Yeah, fallout from Helsinki not letting up. In the middle of all of this, a 29-year-old woman's been arrested by the U.S. as a Russian spy. And we have a new richest man in modern history, even after being adjusted for inflation. Hmm. Well, and more responses from you, including uh, defending the president. I want to hear Rand Paul. He uh, stirred it up yesterday. He did. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Of course. 
course, we're talking about the same thing you're talking about. Prince William and uh, the Duchess's baby pics are out. Go. So we're going through the pics one by one. Talking about how cute they are. Um, I don't approve of some of those outfits, Jack. We'll take your calls. Good timing. That's a little racy for a baby, showing too much leg. <laughs> Good timing for U.S. diving. With the news coverage the way it is, nobody's paying attention to this story as it is absolutely 100% clear that they were ignoring complaints of sexual abuse and covering them up. In diving. But, yes, U.S. diving. But, um, as opposed to swimming, as opposed to gymnastics. As opposed to volleyball. As opposed to volleyball. But uh, with the Trump thing going on, nobody's going to notice that story. So good timing for you, you scumbags. Not only that, but apparently there's something called a lava bomb going on yes. in Hawaii. Do you have that in your news, Marshall? Well, I don't want to steal up. your thunder. It's coming up, not this cat. Well, yeah, apparently sometimes... Is that the, Guinness uh, with a whiskey shot? No, no. As a matter of fact, it's <laughs> lava exploding yeah. out of the ocean and pelting your tour boat with burning rock. Yes. With the predictable result when it meets human flesh. You... Hmm. Mm. News now with Marsha Phillips. Al, President Trump facing continuing backlash in D.C. after that news conference alongside Russian President Putin. Protesters gathering outside the White House last night as Trump returned from Finland. Protesters, Protesters possibly organized by the Russians. <laughs> and or Chuck Schumer in the midterms and blah, blah, blah. Protesters, please. Protesters. God, look at, next, next time you see a protest on the news, count, pause it, and count the number of people you see there. If it's a big protest, it might be 28 people. Like the Supreme Court steps. Uh, pro-choice protesters uh, were shouting outside. It's 28 people. There are, as we speak, like 150 people at a Little League game somewhere in America. Where's the news coverage? Go- anyway, how- back to the protesters. How great slash terrible would it be if the Russians set up a Facebook page to organize this protest? That would be pretty funny. <laughs> uh, protest chatter, uh, protesters chanting... You're the puppet? Yes. That sounded like some of my trombone playing there. Wow. No puppet. Remember that? That was that was uh, that was quite the protest. It was. Anyway, the uh, protest coming after the president's controversial news conference with Putin, in which he did not denounce Russia's 2016 election meddling, and went on to say, "I hold uh, both countries responsible. I think that the United States has been foolish. I think we've all been foolish. We should have had this dialogue a long time ago, uh, a long time, frankly, before I got to office. And I think we're all uh, to blame." Straight out of Art of the Deal is what Joe has been talking about, is that you just you just flatter these people. You flatter the mob boss, you flatter the whoever you got to flatter to get your building built. And you don't care if they walk away thinking they own you. You win in the end. That's the Art of the Deal. Yeah, he doesn't get uh, some of the conventionalities of being president that he doesn't uh, adhere to. Kind of, I, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I don't care about all of yeah, it. Yeah, that's fine. But he didn't some bow. Of it, like, he was the first president to not bow to the queen. Yeah. I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah, well, he's afraid his long tie would <laughs> scrape on the ground. Um, <laughs> so there's some uh, abandoning of the conventional that I like. Uh, on the other hand, the idea that every four years we're a different country. You know, this is my America now. This yeah. is not Obama's America. Now. That's just not the way it works. We've got to have continuity. In, in foreign affairs, in, in domestic affairs, at least to some extent. Well, Otherwise, it's chaos and we, we can't make any deals. According to the Washington Post, who's been wrong in the past, but according to the Washington Post, 
It was completely counter the plan that had been laid before him by all of his advisors. A hundred pages of briefing materials aimed at laying out a tough posture toward Putin. But uh, Trump ignored it for whatever reason. And we don't know if that reasons. Maybe it's the PP tape. That's what Sean believes. Ah, please. <laughs> They're just the, putting the finishing editing on it right it's now. It's the art of the deal attempt to manipulate him, which is what Joe believes. Right. How, I don't know what I believe. Percentage-wise, how, how much do you trust that Washington Post story? Truthful versus, I don't know. I think his advisors probably did put information in front of him that would yep. lead him toward being tough on Russia. I think they probably did. Mm. Him ignoring his advisors doesn't bother me either. Um, except when they're right. Except for when they're right. Yeah. And they were right. Meanwhile, Senator Ben Sass, a Republican from Nebraska, on CBS This Morning, saying what the president said yesterday was, in his words, bizarre. Right now, the president isn't leading. We negotiated from a position of weakness yesterday, and Vladimir Putin walked away from Helsinki with a win. But Republican Senator Rand Paul has been standing up for President Trump. Sean? Uh, uh. <laughs> It's right here. I think people have gotten over top on this and lost the big picture. The big picture is that we should be engaged with Russia. We should have conversations with Russia. We have serious conflicts in in various parts of the globe. It would be a mistake not to have open lines of communication with them. And I can tell you what I have told the Russians who are here in the United States when I've conversed with them. Hacking into the election, if they did it, and in all likelihood the evidence looks like they did, it has backfired because it's made relations worse. And so they want to have better relations. There should be a great deal of incentive as time goes on for them not to do it again because it's made relations so much worse. You know, uh, to me, his, his first statement was kind of a false argument that the idea that uh, our only choice is, uh, um, quote unquote, having open lines of communication or going in strong. I think you can go in strong and still have open lines of communication. The only thing Putin responds to at all is force, economic, military, whatever. The idea that you can sweet talk the guy is just naive. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos is now the richest man in modern history with the Bloomberg. Putin's the richest man in the world, according to Forbes. But in terms of money that's on the books. Yes. We'll go back to you. Bloomberg Billionaires Index saying he crossed the $100 billion mark, which is $55 billion higher than Bill Gates in second place. Bezos, of course, this is not adjusted for inflation, including, uh, is it? Uh, Bezos already became, became the uh, current richest man last year. He was the richest man after his fortune reached $104 billion, topping Gates' all-time high in 1999. Well, but the Gates' $100 billion wasn't adjusted for inflation. When it is, it amounts to $149 billion in today's dollars. So with Bezos now passing that, he is officially the richest person in modern history. But how about J.D. Rockefeller or Vanderbilt or a number of other rich people adjusted for inflation? It doesn't matter. We don't have time for that now. Exactly. It took Jeff Bezos 20 years at Amazon to make his first $50 billion, two and a half years to make his next 50 and six months to make the rest. Whoa! There you go. No. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And Amazon ain't slowing down anytime soon either. Of course, going to Mars is expensive, and he's planning to do that. I'm telling you, keep your eyes on Amazon, Google, and all the, the tech giants. They want stuff. And the way they get stuff is by controlling the government. They're a threat. They're also an excellent way to buy uh, products and have them delivered to your door. <laughs> yes.
And or in Google's case, find out, you know, what the capital of South Dakota is. <laughs> They're not entirely evil, but they are capable of evil. What was that guy was in that movie? That's what Google's good for. Exactly. More of your reaction to the big stinky in Helsinki, as it's being called. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So when I use the term, this is nothing short of treasonous, I equate it to the betrayal of one's nation. Basically, aiding and abetting, giving comfort to an enemy. Uh, John John Brennan Brennan is full of crap. He was a former CIA or NSA, whichever one. Anyway, he said yesterday that uh, Trump's performance rises to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors, i.e. an impeachable offense. That's, That's a crazy thing to say, but go ahead. I know you have more. Anderson Cooper came out of it yesterday. You've been watching one of the most disgraceful performances by an American president. Uh, George Stephanopoulos came out of it yesterday with, All of you who are watching today will be able to tell your friends, family, your children, your grandchildren you are watching a moment of history. It may not be for the right reasons. You called it historic. And you, I did. And you don't call things historic very often. No, I hate everybody who calls everything historic. CNN's David Gergen, who's worked for, I think, five presidents, said, I've never heard an American president talk that way. Gergen. Even the reliably pro-Trump Drudge Report issued a all-caps giant headline, Putin Dominates, Oof. from Drudge. Well, they are actually having giant parties in Russia right now, celebrating the great victory. Now... If it's because they just think, well, finally, some good relations with the the greatest superpower, and and uh, you know everything's going to be fine now. Sorry, sorry, we had such a bitter argument. You know that's one thing, but I don't think they see it that way. Abby Huntsman, co-host of Fox and Friends, another generally pro-Trump outfit, said no negotiation is worth throwing your own people and country under the bus. Ryan Killamead on Fox and Friends yesterday, also harsh on the president. Bill Hemmer on Fox just came out of uh, it by saying, fascinating, before he went into his news story. Lester Holt said the same thing, fascinating. Brett Baer said, that was surreal, as he came back. Uh, Abby Huntsman, I think it's interesting that her father is an American uh, diplomat and the current ambassador of the United States to Russia. John Huntsman. John Huntsman, right, former presidential candidate. Remember when he was running and we played that horn all the time? Every time we brought up Huntsman. Oh, those were good times. What was that? When was that? 20. That was 12? when Mitt Romney ended up the uh, yeah. nominee, I believe. Yeah. Been doing this a long time. Oh, where were we? Ah, yes. Trump, Helsinki. Yeah. More emails, stuff. I believe, is what it uh, is. Yeah, yeah. Um,. Yeah, let's go to the emails. Why not? Here's a free So is it fair to say, since some of the Fox people even were harsh, yeah, all of the non-Fox people were harsh, that the close to consensus is it was not handled the way you'd want? Well, yeah, I would, I would say this. If I was going to defend the president, I would say it was an extremely unconventional and risky uh, diplomatic play. My question yesterday to th- and today throw is: throw one's country under the bus. Long-term damage or just uncool at the time? Uh, it depends how Putin reacts. I think it could be long-term damage if he senses weakness. Mm. 
Um, but I don't know that he does. And those those of you who traffic in in twenty four seven certainty, I kind of admire you that Must you always are are absolutely certain about everything. Putting those yeah. missiles in Poland is not weakness. I mean, I keep going back to that, but sure. I mean, that's real stuff. That's right. not words. And sanctions. That's, if Putin wants to move on a country, he has to take that into account now as a defense. Right, right. Uh, moving along, frequent critic from the left, Tony T. Does Manchurian candidate ring a bell? Ah, so Trump is is actually a, a, a puppet of Russia. That one I as don't those get. protesters mention. Puppet. Are human beings, too. Thank you, Nikki. Well, do we have the protester tapers at Marshall's folder? Honk, 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 you're the puppet man, or whatever they were <laughs> chanting. Ter- yeah, terrible. That, we do need to have that's that, because that's pretty good. Chant. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, <laughs> special Ed writes, I normally agree with you guys on Trump issues. He says a lot of stupid stuff. I think you're both way overreacting to the presser after the big sit-down. Uh, like Rand Paul said the other day, we all do it. No, see, that's back to the argument I think I, I dealt with pretty thoroughly. Um, it's not about diplomacy. It's a silent underground war that's being fought via the internet. Diplomacy so what are you is supposed Trump... to say? We all do it. Nice job. You did it, and so we've done it in the past, and you did it, and you did a really good job, so congratulations. What is that? It's dumb. Diplomacy, although I, I don't want to miss his point. Diplomacy is that Trump didn't call Putin a liar and embarrass him in front of the world press, even at the expense of throwing U.S. intelligence under the bus. Let's face it. U.S. intelligence should be taken with a grain of salt for the time being. Uh, until they get their proverbial head out of their keister. I would I would suggest that imperfection does not mean you have your head in your keister. That's the nature of their business. But, How about um, the reason we have a bad relationship is because of our stupidity? What is that? Ridiculous. It is worthy of ridicule. He's a puppet! He's a puppet! Where's the trombone one? Here, here, here. Thank you, Marshall. You're the puppet. Oh, that's a, oh my, listen to the protesters. That's not very enthusiastic. No Is there not a Starbucks on that corner? Come on. It's just idiotic. I'm a Trump supporter from day one, but I don't think he did anything unexpected, etc. Uh, uh, so that's one argument. Uh-oh, writes Tim. Gee, Joe, why so down? Aren't you the guy who constantly reminds us that Trump says a lot of crap and that everything will be fine? Yeah, this one was an awful big one, Tim. Um, different stage and extremely strong language throwing the country under the bus. It could have repercussions, but again, we appreciate the uh, the weighing in. Here's Mike. The most significant piece of information to come out of the presser is not that President Trump refuses to blame Russia for election meddling, but that he, quote, doesn't see any reason to believe all of the U.S. intelligence agencies over the word of the Russian president. Trump, pu- President Trump publicly stated he believes Putin over his intelligence agencies. There goes his re-election. See in 2020. K-B-T-R-P-I-A-A-Y. Keep believing the Russian probe is all about you. He is going to get hammered on that throughout the election. I mean, that's going to be a common point. He'll have to explain it in the debate. A debate. Brian, who's a fag of five years, I'm speechless, honestly. This is absurd. I'm interested to see what this does with poll numbers. Uh, Let's see. Oh, this guy is smart but tiresome. Oh, it's long. Uh, gentlemen, as libertarians, I urge you to consider what Rand Paul has to say about Trump and Putin. Uh, I love Rand Paul, particularly in terms of civil rights and domestic stuff. I think he's don't like the way policy. he handles his lawn. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to break his ribs over it. I might twist his arm behind his back, though, and yell into his ear. I'm a reasonable man. I broke six ribs. 
Uh, Yosemite Moe goes on to write, I, too, was baffled by some of the Trump stuff Trump said, but after listening to the reactive crap from politicians and the man that was in charge of the CIA when this stuff happened, former Intel Chief John Brennan, it was refreshing to hear Rand Paul. Um, he essentially says, listen, there's, let's not get all mouthy and risk World War III. Uh, we have some Rand Paul tape we're going to play, don't we? Or didn't we? Or? We just played it in the news. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. And there's more uh, to come, but um, how would that have accomplished anything? Yeah, but but again, that's a false argument, saying that to the your only choices were to call Putin a liar in front of the world or to do what Trump did. The, uh, neither one of those is a particularly great choice. Mo, there's plenty of middle ground. Did you follow this? Michael Anton, a name I did not know, he's Trump's former National Security Council spokesman, canceled his interview with Aaron Burnett on CNN because he said he could not defend the president's, president's actions today. Well, he will be seeking other employment. Well, he already was a former, but... Ah, uh, sorry. Sorry, former, right. Okay. So... That means not anymore, doesn't it? In the parlance of today's youth. <laughs> Generally. Eh, hey, boy. Text lines 415-295-KFTC. Every bikini pic you see on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere is uh, probably not real. It's, it's, it's doctored. Kamala Harris is a, uh, well, uh, let's see, she uh, is a gross exaggerator and or a liar she's about gonna, herself. She's one of the big five, according to the New York Times. Oh, the big five. I can hit you with the list of five. Uh, running for 2020, yeah. for president in 2020? Yep. Right. She's one of the two that are young. And she's in her 50s. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.